G'day all, and welcome to a Denton's Academy podcast. My name's Anthony Walsh, and I'm a banking and finance partner at Denton's. In our podcast today, we're looking at real estate law and real estate issues in the COVID lockdown Australia, and I'm joined by my real estate partner, Matt Geary. G'day, Matt, how are you doing? Hi, Anthony. I'm not too bad working from home, as a lot of people may be at the moment around Australia. It's a very relevant topic considering we're talking real estate, Matt, so uh, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm also working from home. I guess for me, Matt, what we're really saying is a very challenging environment that is changing day by day. And obviously, it has an impact on a lot of us. Um, In terms of the recent public health orders you've seen, obviously, they've been very relevant for New South Wales, Victoria and South Australia. How do you think this is impacting tenants and how they're operating? And what sort of premises are being allowed to sort of continue to operate at the moment? Well, we've got different parts of New South Wales, Victoria and South Australia, as we say, locked down at the moment. Things are moving very quickly with the Delta variant uh, in the community. It seems to be a little bit harder for the authorities to control than the original COVID was last year. The lockdown measures aren't working as easily. For example, on Wednesday earlier this week, the public health order in New South Wales was updated twice that day, and it had been updated every day prior to that for some days. Everything that is non-essential retail in New South Wales is meant to be shut, uh, as well as lots of other facilities like churches, entertainment facilities, which coincidentally excludes funerals of less than 10 attendees. Anyone that was attending funerals for entertainment purposes perhaps is a separate podcast. But yeah, it's it's moving very quickly. It seems with the lack of progress on controlling the outbreak in New South Wales that it's likely to require further measures and a longer lockdown, I think, is, is what's being anticipated in New South Wales at the moment. And certainly we're seeing very, very similar things in Victoria and South Australia as well. And I guess what this leads to, Matt, is a similar situation to last year where we had you know, the essential services continuing, you know, it was a real sort of boom time for supermarkets because of the focus on those particular areas. Tenants at the moment, you know, obviously if the shops are closed down, there's no trading income, um, there's no ability to pay rent. What sort of relief are you seeing sort of pop up? Is it similar to what was popping up last year or is it is it sort of a different way of how we're sort of focusing on providing support for tenants at the moment? It is different than last year currently. It is hard to see how it will not end up being treated the same as things were treated last year. So so currently in New South Wales, Victoria and South Australia, there isn't any mandated rent relief. Last year, tenants and landlords were obliged to negotiate with one another for rent relief. Generally, when it looked as if COVID was under control back in March or April, Uh, or even earlier in South Australia in January, those arrangements ended. So in New South Wales at the moment, we have about a one-month period, which we're currently in, where for smaller tenants, landlords cannot take any steps to terminate or enforce the leases where a tenant hasn't opened their premises to trade or isn't paying rent. But it doesn't mean that the rent for that period is waived or reduced It's just set aside until the end of the present period, which uh, I think ends on the 20th of August. So in South Australia and Victoria, there's nothing similar to that at the moment. It's just business as usual. And hopefully those states will be able to contain or stamp out the embers of any outbreak and they won't need to introduce 
more rigorous legislation. It seems as if the government has taken into consideration some of the feedback from the property industry and landlords last year, that it was essentially them carrying the bag and taking the losses when tenants were unable to pay rent. This time around, the government is effectively, so far, directing the legislation towards ensuring that tenants' claim on the various support measures that may be in place. In New South Wales, that government support is in the form of micro-business COVID support grant, COVID-19 business support grant, or the Job Saver grant. And they are all New South Wales state-based grants, and there's not currently a lot of federal government involvement there. Given how we're tracking, it may become necessary for the federal government to get more heavily involved. Matt, I guess um, for me, is, is there anything... Any takeouts from last year that, you know, in terms of people in situations which are a bit challenging, you know, what to do and what discussions to initiate? Certainly, it wouldn't be the right suggestion to sit back and see what happens. Is, is it better to get ahead of the curve, have those discussions that need to be had between tenants and landlords? Is there any sort of suggestions you have there in terms of, you know, keeping on an eye on the, the updates that are coming from the government, both state and Commonwealth? Is, is there anything that you took away from last year that might be relevant in the current situation we're in? Yeah, one of the biggest things that came out of the uh, Commercial Tenancies Code last year was the need for tenants and landlords to operate transparently with one another. It's particularly important. A lot of the landlords affected last year were institutional landlords, but they were also mum and dad landlords small businesses that owned property, um, small retail shopping centre owners where every tenant not paying rent can actually have an impact on someone's livelihood. So no doubt while the tenants were struggling last year, effectively um, some of that was transferred onto the landlords with the landlords not being able to enforce leases, take certain steps to recover rent and being obliged to negotiate with their tenants. So one of the most important things, whether it's advising a landlord or a tenant, is to act openly and transparently with the counterparty. It was something that was strongly required by the commercial regulations last year, and it seems almost inevitable if things continue to go badly that that will be mandated again as something that both parties have to abide by. It's interesting you say that. Matt, because I actually heard some feedback around self-managed super funds that own property as well, having those particular problems. And obviously, given the, the purpose of superannuation, you know, that does have an impact on, on a lot of people. Absolutely. It has a an actual impact on people's livelihoods and the standard of living and ability of landlords to pay their own debts as and when they fall due. So even though it may become the case that landlords and tenants are obliged to negotiate again with one another, if things can continue to go badly, particularly in New South Wales, it's not enough of a solution and there needs to be active government support to put more money into the economy. Matt, that leads into a sort of nice segue of where you think we're heading here. Obviously, you know, New South Wales announced a national emergency today which demonstrates the extreme nature and the challenges that we're all facing um, and also the potential for a longer-term lockdown. So I guess, Matt, government support probably will appear more so, but is there anything else, you know, in terms of how tenants or even landlords should think about their situations that they should be considering at the moment or 
industries in particular would be focused on in this particular area? At the risk of straying out of my lane, and I point out that I'm just a humble lawyer, it seems to me that the only thing keeping a lid on the cases in New South Wales are the current lockdown orders. If there is effectively no prospect of those being raised in the short term, and if anything, they are going to get more severe and restrict people's movements more, at least in the immediate future, I think there are opportunities there. So the click and collect model is specifically permitted in New South Wales. Home deliveries during any of these periods go through the roof. A number of my more fast food style clients indicate that their drive-through sales go up. So those types of things will become more and more usual. Even now, I think, you know, before the lockdown, you put in an order to Woolworths or Coles and it can get delivered the next day or two days later. Now it's three or four days wait. So I think people have to plan for this to to become the norm for the next month or, or perhaps even longer. Thanks, Matt. And look, it's, it's an interesting insight, obviously changing day by day. And I think the sort of takeaways are, you know, keep an eye on the government information that's being published, both at a state and Commonwealth level. Don't wait to have discussions if you are finding yourself in a predicament uh, and certainly get the, the appropriate advice that you required in these circumstances. But certainly being open and transparent is key. And I guess from that, is there any sort of other key points, Matt, did you, that you think are worth highlighting? Stay in close contact with your lawyer. They will always help you through. And uh, we have more more access and information on the dedicated COVID-19 resources hub on the Denton's website. It's updated very regularly um, and things are changing quite quickly. And uh, outside of that, I'd just say uh, be kind to everyone because everyone's going through a tough time, whether it's working from home or having their business shut. So we all have to support one another together. Okay, Matt, thank you for that. And thank you to everybody that's taken the time to listen to this podcast. Thanks for joining me to have this discussion as always. Thanks, Anthony. And on that note, um, please touch base if you have any questions and more importantly, look after yourself.